Today's episode is sponsored by Adam and Eve. You know, I read so many stories about cheating partners and unhappy marriages. Maybe people wouldn't be in such unhappy relationships if they spent more time nurturing their love life. That's why you should check out today's sponsor, Adam and Eve. They've got toys for men, toys for women, and toys for... How should I put this? Well, it's not exactly r slash am I the butthole. More like r slash I'm in the butthole. And yeah, I realize that ordering adult toys can be a little scary because you may be concerned about privacy. Don't worry, Adam and Eve offers discreet and free shipping for your package. Trust me, these people are experts in your package. You can get 50% off on just about any item, along with free shipping and rush processing. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Then enter code R slash at checkout. That's R slash R S L A S H at adamandeve.com. This is an exclusive offer specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code R slash to get your discount, plus 100% free shipping, and get it fast with rush processing. Use code R slash. Welcome to R slash Best of Redditor Updates, where OP keeps finding mysterious blood splatter all over her house. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash RBI, which is the Reddit Bureau of Investigation. I'm noticing mysterious, reoccurring blood spatter in our bathrooms. Is my husband lying to me? Buckle up. This one is a weird one. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and since me and my husband, who's 26, have moved into our apartment eight months ago, I've been finding random blood splattering on the walls, cabinets, and floors around our toilets, and once even on the bathroom mirror. They're usually tiny droplets, but sometimes they get smeared on the walls or floor, I assume because they're fresh and wet. I know the first suspect would be menstruation blood, however, I haven't had a period in two years thanks to my birth control. I noticed it about three or four months ago. I've asked my husband about it, and the first few times he would tell me that he had no clue where it came from or how it got there. But after I would clean it up and new ones would appear, I would ask him again. Eventually, he told me that sometimes when he blows his nose, his nose bleeds, so it could be from that? I partially accepted that answer. However, I can't recall a single time where I've blown my nose and missed the tissue so much that my snot sprayed all around me. I also mentioned to him that your nose isn't supposed to bleed when you blow it, and maybe he should see a doctor to see what's up, but he refuses and says it's fine. So, the cycle continues. I clean up blood droplets, and they reappear around our toilets in a matter of days. When I mention them, he gets frustrated and short with me and doesn't want to talk about it. He's doubled down on the, I'm just blowing my nose thing, but I still can't imagine how, one, he blows his nose so terribly that it sprays snotty blood in every direction, and two, his nose bleeds every day and he's not concerned about it? I recently asked him if his nose has always done that. I previously dated someone with a thin nose lining, and they once got a massive nosebleed just for me pinching their nose, so I know it's possible. But he said, no, he doesn't think that it's been like that always, and then he pressured me to stop the conversation. Also, I would never find blood in our previous house's bathrooms, and we lived there for almost four years. I'll add that we have a regular love life, and I've seen basically every inch of him, and there's no sign of any cuts or trauma anywhere. I'm sick of cleaning up blood, and I'm also repulsed by the idea that he doesn't know how to blow his nose without spraying bloody mucus everywhere. 
I'm also very concerned for him if he really has new nosebleeds every day, as a friend from high school had this happened and he ignored it and ended up getting cancer in his sinus cavities. So here I am, asking Reddit, what the heck is going on? Is he lying to me? Is it really his nose? If so, why is he suddenly bleeding every day? Why is he so defensive about it? What is going on? A few relevant details. OP controls the finances, so there's no mysterious missing money. They do have pets, but she knows it's not the pets because the blood appears in rooms that the pets aren't allowed in. Apparently, when the husband goes to the bathroom at night, he doesn't turn on any lights so he doesn't wake me. OP is a light sleeper. And when he blows his nose, he doesn't see the blood because it's dark. Admittedly, he does have pretty bad allergies. Down in the comments, there seems to be three prevailing theories. One, it's some kind of animal, either a wild animal in the house or the pets. Two, the husband is cheating, and this is from rough period blood intercourse. Or three, hard drugs. Then, about two weeks later, OP posted an update. To preface, I received about 10 DMs that offered to send pictures of what their or a loved one's blood evidence of shooting up or snorting looked like. And I was thankful that literally none of that looked like what I was finding. Those photos, the lack of gaps in our finances, no history of unexplainable personality changes, as well as the fact that I cleaned and searched every inch of our 800 square foot apartment and found nothing suspicious solidified my conclusions that it wasn't drugs. I'm pleased to announce that my husband is just gross. Then, two months later, OP posted an update. If my husband had a drug problem, I wouldn't leave him. I would want to help him. I love him, and addiction is a disease, and he would need supports. But alas, I found myself searching dark corners of cabinets and furniture crevices for secret drug hiding spots, and found nothing. I sat him down for yet another conversation about the blood, and he reassured me that he was having nighttime nosebleeds and promised that he would turn on the lights from then on to make sure that he cleaned it up because I didn't deserve the burden of doing this for him. He lived up to his promise, and after that conversation, I noticed that he was turning the lights on when he went to blow his nose at night, and the blood drops stopped appearing. Fast forward to two weeks ago. I was on Instagram and came across a reel that was titled, Signed You're Using Your Nasal Spray Wrong. The very first sign was new unrelenting nosebleeds. The metaphorical light bulb over my head illuminated as I remembered that since we moved to a new part of the state, my husband's allergies had been worse and he started taking Flonase to control it. The time of the blood appearing was about a week and a half after he started using this nasal spray. I know this because he uses my prescription ever since Flonase came out with a pill version that I like better. As soon as he came home, I showed him the video I saw, which also demonstrated how to properly use nasal sprays. Apparently, you have to tilt it, not shoot it straight up. My husband took a week off of using Flonase to reset his sinuses and last week started using it again, the correct way. And holy cow, he stopped snoring, his voice sounds different, his nose stopped whistling. And thank the Lord, he stopped having midnight nosebleeds. No more blood, but also no more paranoia on my part, and he can properly breathe out of his nose for the first time that we moved here. You may be wondering why he didn't see a doctor when the nosebleed started, and it's because we're poor and he has medical anxiety. But yeah, case solved. In the original post, there were tons and tons of comments of people suspecting drug use, and admittedly, I'll be honest, that was my first guess too. 
I assumed that he was either using cocaine, which was causing nosebleeds, or he was shooting up, which is even worse, and that was causing the spray. So there were lots of people telling OP, OP, this is drug use. You have to run, girl. Flee to the hills. So there's some alternate reality out there where a loving, caring marriage was destroyed because a bunch of Redditors told this girl to run when it was just nasal spray. How tragic would that have been? A happy marriage destroyed because of bad Reddit advice. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for expecting my boyfriend to pay rent if he moves in with me? This is a doozy. I've been dating Josh for a year. I'm a 24-year-old woman, and I should say that I don't ever want to be legally married. My boyfriend Josh is 30, divorced, and doesn't want to remarry. We also live in a place where there's no common law marriage. Still, we want to take things a bit further, and we're talking about Josh and his two daughters moving in with me. I own a three-bed, two-bath house in a nice area. Josh rents a two-bed, one-bath apartment, and his lease is coming up. My mortgage is $1,000 a month, and Josh's rent is $1.4,000 a month. It was important to me that we would have everything figured out before making the change so there would be no surprises or disagreements about who pays for what. I figured that it would be unreasonable for Josh to expect to just live with me for free, especially since I'd be giving up one of my rooms so that his daughter could have a room. I suggested that Josh pay me $700 a month in rent, half of what he's currently paying. I would cover the cost of any home repairs, internet, garbage, etc. Then we would split utilities. Even though there's three of them and one of me, I don't mind splitting since that would be about what I'm currently paying, I predict. And since I meal prep once a week, I would just get my own groceries and he could get theirs. When I laid everything out, Josh was very unhappy and said that since it's my house, he shouldn't have to pay rent and that we should split groceries. I told him that he was welcome to buy his own house and I would move in with him, happily pay rent, and rent out my own house. He was mad at me because he said that he's not in a position where he can buy a house. We can't come to an agreement, so I suggested that he just find another apartment. The owner isn't letting him renew. And then we could revisit the topic after a year. He's not happy with that either because rent prices have skyrocketed here and two bedrooms now go for $1,800 a month. And he thinks that he won't be able to find a place that he can afford. I'm a bit frustrated here because I feel like $700 a month is a really good deal compared to the likely $1.8,000 that he'll likely have to pay elsewhere. Since we aren't going to get married or anything, I don't understand why he thinks that I'd be okay with him living for free with his two kids. I'm happy to have romance and companionship, 
but shared assets and finances are not something that I want in life. I don't want to support a man. Am I the butthole for expecting my boyfriend to pay rent? Okay, apparently OP shows the post to her boyfriend, and then the boyfriend responds. So this next segment is literally the boyfriend typing. For clarity, the girl in this post, OP, is named Leslie. Leslie makes $120,000 a year, and I make $30,000 a year. I'm living paycheck to paycheck supporting two kids with no help from my ex-wife. It's gotten so expensive here that at this rate, I'm not going to be able to feed my kids soon without going to the food bank. No matter what, they're going to get fed. But it's not fair that she owns a house and could go on vacations or spend $400 a month getting her hair done when I can't even buy my kids name brand cereal. She shouldn't charge me to live with her because she should understand that I wouldn't be able to spend whatever I can giving my kids the childhood they deserve. Not for me, but for them. I think I read that post in a little bit of a too mocking voice. I have to admire the guy for trying to stick up for his kids. That's an admirable quality, for sure. However, the entitlement coming out of this post is pretty bad. Dude, do you not realize you're saving money with this deal? You're going from paying 1.4k in rent to $700 in rent. That's 700 bucks saved. What? You can't buy name brand cereal with 700 bucks a month? Anyways, OP posted an update. Thanks, Reddit. I owe you one, and I'm glad that I posted here. After a very loud and angry argument with Josh, I broke up with him. Despite pretty much everyone telling him that he was wrong, Josh insisted that I should basically support the three of them because it's what's best for his kids. He doesn't seem to understand that they aren't my kids, and no one's gonna want to bankroll the three of them. At least, no one with a brain. The point is, I'm young, good-looking, I own a house. I can do better than a broke single dad who has no education and a sucky job, who thinks that it's okay to mooch off me and scream in my face when I tell him no. I hope your next girlfriend is stupid enough to put up with you, Josh. No wonder your ex-wife left. Man, this dude was a doofus. What a doofus! He had a girlfriend making $120,000. Even, like, just that alone. That alone puts OP way, way, way higher than the average girlfriend. Then on top of that, she's willing to let them move in. She's okay with him being a single dad. She's okay with giving him a huge discount on rent. Like, she's... OP's an amazing girlfriend. A fantastic girlfriend. And this guy just threw it away over $700. Man, what a, what a moron! Our next Reddit post comes from r slash am I the butthole. Am I the butthole for backing out of babysitting a friend's kid at the last minute? So a week ago, I got a phone call from someone that I would consider a friend. We're not super close, but we're friendly and we get together with the same group of friends a lot. She called and said that her kids were talking about how much fun they have with mine and they wanted to know if we were free this coming Saturday, a week and a half away at the time. My kids really do like her kids, and I want to be better friends with her as well, so I said, sure. She was relieved and said that her husband would be out of town and she needed a babysitter from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m.? Jeez, 14 hours? I felt like that was a major bait and switch, because I thought that she wanted to do something altogether, but I felt bad backing out when I'd already told her that I was completely free that day. I should have said something right then, but I didn't. Well, yesterday, I ran into a friend of mine, and she asked me if I was excited for Saturday. I thought that was weird, because no, I'm not excited to babysit someone else's kid for 14 hours. But I said that my kids were definitely excited. She said, 
Oh, good. Is your husband taking them to do something fun? Or who's watching them? To which I made a face and responded that I was watching them. And then she was the one who was confused and said, So you're not coming? Well, last week, I didn't go to the end-of-year PTA meeting because I had just started my period and I felt crummy and didn't want to go. I guess afterwards, some of the moms went out to lunch. They decided to plan a big girls' day to relax before the kids are back home all day for summer. Going to the city, shopping, pedicures, eating at nice restaurants, etc. And when it was brought up that I would probably love to go too, this friend said that she needed to talk to me about some PTA stuff that I missed, so she would tell me about it when she called me. But instead, she decided to use me as her babysitter. So I called this friend and told her that I wasn't aware of the girls' day at the time and that I wouldn't be able to watch her kids after all. She asked if my husband could watch her kids, which was a no. She started crying that she really needed this, and what would she do now since her husband won't come home and it's too late to find someone willing to watch five kids for 14 hours with no pay? And then, once the tears weren't working, she just got angry. She said that it was rude to back out of a commitment just so I could selfishly do something fun and how I'm an awful friend. My friends are all feeling super uncomfortable with the whole thing. We're all typically a very happy, drama-free friend group, so I know no one wants to take sides, and now I'm wondering if I even go at all. So am I the butthole for backing out of watching our kids when I committed to it already? Then, after an overwhelming not-the-butthole score in the comments, five days later OP posted an update. I followed the advice from a lot of you to talk to one of the friends that I'm closer to in the group, Sarah, to kind of get a feel for what was going on. Sarah said that she was kind of frustrated with everyone. After I had run into that other friend, Casey, Casey had filled everyone in on what happened. They all agreed that my mean friend, Jenny, shouldn't have lied or tricked me into watching her kids, but they all sympathize with her. I guess it's Jenny's 15th anniversary this weekend, but her husband forgot and had planned a boys camping trip. So she was sad and angry with her husband, and they all knew that she would really need a little getaway to cheer her up. Though it doesn't sound like anyone blamed me for not babysitting, they were disappointed for her and put all their energy into making a plan for her to still be able to go. No one really seemed to bat an eye whether I was going or not or care that I was sad except for Sarah. However, when it came time to make final plans for everything, someone decided to do the math and realized that if I was going to come, we would no longer all fit into the Suburban that my friend Kim was going to drive. It's a two-hour drive to the city, so taking one vehicle was definitely ideal. Sarah volunteered to drive her car, and we would just take two, but it all just felt so forced and uncomfortable, so I ended up backing out. I mentioned in a few of my comments that I've always known that I'm not one of the most involved friends in the group, but I've known most of them for almost a decade, so I guess I thought that there was more substance to our friendship than they all did. I don't think any of them have anything against me or dislike me, but I'm realizing that I'm just not that important to them. It was pretty disappointing, and it definitely opened my eyes. So this all happened on Thursday, and I'm not gonna lie, I was pretty heartbroken by it all. The next day, when my husband came home for lunch, he told me to hurry and pack an overnight bag because he had booked a hotel room for me and my sister-in-law to go have our own girls' night. His mom and sister pulled up an hour later so that his mom could watch the kids after my husband went back to work. 
And his sister, who's seriously just the best, had a great time with me during a 24-hour getaway. Some people can be real jerks. I just feel so lucky that my husband and family aren't. OP, I'm thrilled that you got a happy ending. L friends, W husband. That was our slash best of Redditor updates. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.